0: Thank you for joining us on the CFF Podcast. Today, Pastor Pablo Martinez will be inspiring you with a message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home. Uh, and just as any any home, um, there is... Uh, give me one second. Technical... Technical... technical see? <laughs> uh, so uh, just as in any home, um, you know, we have... Uh, Different people, people from different walks of life, uh, people that are trying to do life together. But more than doing life together, we're trying to do life right. And uh, some would say there is no such thing as right and wrong. There's only, you know, I guess we we get into this. Really, it's really a lame philosophical argument that has no real base. And that is um, relativity. You know, everything's relative. If it feels good, do it as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. And I would just encourage you to think about something tonight. God brought you here today, not to a church, uh, definitely not a church service. I hope you were not dragged here that something actually more than just pressure brought you, but rather the thirst or a hunger to know God. If, if that's not your case, uh, I pray that you consider your life and where your life is going. I don't believe that you are here just because. I believe that God has you here because he loves you. He wants a deep and intimate relationship with you. He actually cares and cares deeply. He's intimately, madly, and passionately in love with you. And the great difference between Christianity and just about every other religion out there is that in every religion, people are just pursuing God and trying to do right and trying to be right in order to have God. And in Christianity, you have a God who loves you so much. He's the one pursuing you. And I don't know when the last time it was that you heard this, but... Even if you reject him, even if you disapprove of him, he still approves of you. He still loves you. Even if you don't believe in him, like most of the time uh, I used to in my college years, he still believed in me. And I praise God because he loved me when I didn't even care about him. And so that's the kind of God that you are... Uh, about to hear his words, not my words. I pray that you're listening to more than just some Mexican kid's words. Kid, pff, I got a beard. You know what I mean? Uh, some dudes are, or man, fine, old dude uh, for some of you. But you're listening more than just some guy's words. But it's the word of God. And, uh, and if it is the word of God, it has the power to transform your life. So go ahead and, uh, and close your eyes with me for a second. Not as an act of religious, uh, you know, ritual. But rather so that you don't focus on somebody else. So that you for some, just like five minutes, five seconds really. simply tell God, God, I need you. I want you. If you are who you say you are, I ask you to change my life, to do what you need to do. Dear God, I thank you for this amazing time. I ask you that your word would be revealed to our hearts. Speak to us truth. Speak to us truth, God. Please, we desperately, desperately need you. We ask you today that you would permeate the rest of our lives. That it won't stay here at church. That it would go back into our families into our marriages, into us, our paternity, our maternity, God, our sonship. Uh, I pray, God, that it would go into our our workplaces, into our our way of doing business, our way of handling uh, relationships. God, would you please sift into every area of our lives. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. So uh, I want to uh, guide you to uh, a really amazing part of the Bible, and it is, if you're here for the first time, I hope you come back next week if you get offended. But it's Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 and 34. We call this Formation Fridays, um, not Information Fridays, because we're here to be formed. We don't believe that Friday night is meant to deform people's lives, although Friday nights is the night where more, most lives are deformed. When I used to go clubbing, Friday nights, uh, Thursday night really started, and by the time Friday came around, feeling so empty, so hollow, waiting for the next weekend. So many people spend their entire paycheck to impress people they probably won't see ever again. Friday night is a time of so much loneliness, yet so crowded. For so many people, they look for significance. They look to be able to find pleasure instead of joy. Can I tell you, entertainment is the worst enemy of joy. You entertain yourself because there's no real joy. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I'm not reading off a book. I'm telling you, so much of our lives is involved in entertainment. And we pay so much money for entertainment because we are inside desperately looking for real significance. We are starving for joy. Our culture is hollow. Now, of course, you could say I'm being judgmental, but I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about before me in Christ. And maybe you're much better than me. And you could find true significance in just entertainment. Then that only means that your life is as hollow as the entertainment you're following. The truth is that every single one of us in here, every one of us in here, have a God-shaped hole. And unless he comes and fills it, there will always be empty spaces. And we will try to fill it with drugs, sex, alcohol, women, men, both. Anything you can find. And at the end of the day, there will still be empty spaces. I learned this. For my one-and-a-half-year-old, where he has toys where only the little star fits in the little star hole. And he tries to pound in the little cylinder. It's like, pa, pa. And, you know, it just, it just doesn't work. You'll hurt yourself. You'll break the toy. But it won't work. Quit trying to fit the cylinder in the little star. Am I making sense? We try to do that with our lives. And so much of it ends up hurting us and others. Religion is one of those things. So people really try to check the box as to not feel bad there. I went to church. And I got to tell you, I'm sorry to tell you really honestly, tonight won't make you better. It is Christ alone that could actually change your life. It's not going to church. It's not showing up early. It's not even serving or preaching or singing. It's really the relationship you can have with God. It always comes back to influence. Who is really influencing your life? What is the right model in your life? Because if you have the wrong model, you will have the wrong life. If you have the right model, you will have the right life. Let me explain it like this. Today I'm wearing some shoes that I think, Chris, you hooked me up with them. They're pretty nice. Thank you, sir. So these are the, I'm just plugging it in in case you guys want to give me shoes too, you know. Um, uh, anyway, these shoes are uh, uh, Adidas. They're actually misspelled. Ah, I'm just kidding. Nah. No, uh, Adidas, what? They're Adidas. I did that in Colombia. I bought some shoes. I wanted to play and they said they Adidas. Said I didn't even notice. I wore them to play soccer, they started falling apart, and all the Colombians started laughing, I mean, ah, he's wearing Abidas, Abidas, anyway dude, so anyway, so you got these shoes, and these shoes, I'm sorry to tell you, but these shoes, thank you Chris, they're amazing, but these shoes are a, are a reproduction, a mass produced product. These are not custom. These are not handmade. These are not originally made by the man Adidas. I don't know what his name is, himself. You know what I mean? These are simply model made. They make the model for the soul. They make the model for for everything about this. And if you have the model wrong, every single shoe will be wrong. Every single shoe after that will be messed up. Now we believe we're so original that we ourselves, are good enough to, rep- to be reproduced by the millions. Because see, I don't need a model. I'm st- so sorry to tell you, we all desperately need a model. We all, whether you like it or not, you have a model. I have a model. Every one of us has a model. See, it's not just nature, it's also nurture. The great debate, is it nature? Is it nurture? Am I like this because I was born like this? Is this re- Am I influenced? We are all influenced. I'm going to put my shoe on so the front row doesn't begin to get slain in the spirit. Um, you have, you, we all have influence. Every single one of us have are influenced and we influence other people. Influence is, I don't know if, if you know how influenced you are by family, by friends, by our own culture. I, wanted to, I want to point you towards the screen real quick. There's the first, uh, first slide. Um, you look like a supermodel. Yeah. Tell the person next to you, you look like a supermodel. That was your chance, guys. Some of you guys just missed it. Let's try that again. See if you build up the nerve to tell the right person, you look like a supermodel. Come on, Chewy, say it louder. You look like a supermodel. You look like a supermodel. Did uh, Jose, did somebody tell you you look like a supermodel? You look like, all right, you do look like a supermodel. Awesome. Anthony, you look like a supermodel. You really do look like a supermodel though, bro. What the heck? How are you still single? Anyway, so we all in this world have models. I don't know if you know, but supermodels back in the day, they were not 90 pounds like whole. You know what I mean? Like they were a little heftier back in the day. Models were actually looking like not androids, but like human beings. You know, they were normal. Now, I'm not trying to say that if you're slender, you're slim, then you're not beautiful. If you're thicker, you're not beautiful. No, no, no. I'm just asking, who determines the model? Who determines the model? Who tells you, oh yeah, that guy's a that's a model? And who determines our own? understanding of what a model is see the crazy thing about this is that we have so many people that we follow in this world so many ideals ideas i was watching this one video this guy had just come out of the hospital from getting shot in the foot by playing like this russian roulette game with his buddy this two thugs you know hey, okay, hey, okay, and he like shot himself in the foot and they're like i'm gonna get you and then he shot and then the other guy the guy that came out shot from the foot Literally gets right back, sh- sh- clicks on the other guy, doesn't shoot, clicks on himself, clicks on the other guy, clicks on, bam, gets shot again on the other foot. I'm like, who is your model? Who is your model? Every single fight I was in, when I got my teeth knocked out, when I got my bell wrong, every single fight I've been, I guess I could have always gone back to my models. Who was the model that led me to react and to be the way I was? Who is your model in marriage? Can I ask you really, those of you that are married, raise your hand if you're married. All right, right, good, good. A little more excited. All right, good, good. All right, wrong model, wrong marriage. Wrong model, wrong marriage. Man, the moment I started being pastored by Pastor Caesar Castellanos, you know what I love? It's not the size of his church. Man, a lot of people have big churches is the way he does marriage, the way he loves his wife. And he's not ashamed of saying it in public and taking an entire hour from people's time to say, I love this woman. And her kisses make me whole. I'm like, you see the translator? I don't know if you guys went to the conference, but the translator is a great translator, but he sucks when he's translating these things. I tell Jorge Andres, you become like the worst translator when he's translating romantic stuff. He's like, doesn't know what to say. He gets all red. He gets, I was like, dude, learn, bro. Like, this is your time. I'm telling you, it's amazing that a pastor would take time from a conference and just simply honor his wife for about half an hour. Am I making sense? Why do I tell you this? Because what our pastor was doing in that conference, he wasn't trying to teach you some revelation theory, theology, eschatology. He was simply, really honest, he was simply telling you, love your wife. What a powerful message. But the question is, do you have those kind of models? And if you don't, I promise you, I know you're super awesome, but I promise you. You think you're the outlier. That means you're the one that's not really following the model. Can I tell you this? You're a human being. You don't feel it, I know you don't feel it, but you're a human being. What model do you have? You're doomed to fail if you don't have the right model. I know you don't like me right now, but I promise you, you will love this message should you choose the right model. If you have the wrong model, I don't care who you are, you're doomed to fail. Who's your model in marriage? Who's your model in your walk, your daily walk? As a man, who is your model? "Um, Papa. Really, dog? Your dad had like four (laughs) wives. And I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean it. Did your wife really model a life worth reproducing by the thousands and the millions? Last time I checked, I drove down South El Monte. There's a bunch of shoe places. I don't know if you guys have seen that. You go down, down Durfee. there's a bunch of shoe factories. All these shoes are off-brand shoes. You know what that means? That those that can't afford a brand shoe, they get those shoes. Or simply this. They just copy a model from somewhere else, make it look like it, and sell it. Let me tell you why this is important for you to understand. That some things look like the real deal, but they're not. They're not the real deal. You know what? Tests, if it's the real deal, time, quality. It's called workmanship. Can it stand the test? Of time, I remember I bought when I back in my uh, my uh, baggier pant days. Uh, I used to buy solos. Anybody know what solos are? Oh, yeah. you guys know right? <laughs> you would have to stand like this if you buy solos. Anyway, so I would buy solos, and one time I bought knockoff solos. Okay, solos were 20 bucks in the Valley Mall. Now check this out: if you buy knockoff solos, that's like buying knockoff of knockoff. Like, and so the, the thing came off, like when I watched it, the thing came off and it said some weird brand that I've never heard of. And I was thinking, how messed up? How do you, I mean, you, you're copying Solos. Like how could you get the, this model wrong? Like just get Solos. Listen to what I'm telling you. A lot of us in here, we get not only the wrong model, but it's a fake of even the wrong model. It's almost like there's this wrong model that people have like in TV and then they fake it out. They try to make it. And then people follow that model, which is trying to follow after that model, and it's like worse and worse and worse. By the time it gets down to the next generation, you have fake solos. I'm going to ask you a simple question, genuine, simple question. How many models will you need to try until you realize there's only one good model? One day, I was reading uh, this week, how many diets does it take to lose weight one one that you stick to one good one raise your hand if you tried more than one diet before come on be honest a little they're going slowly little by little <laughs> come on be, be honest how many of you guys have tried more than one diet before come on there you go look around look around yeah good good all right now lower your hand Georgie just takes one good one, man. Just one good one. <laughs> one good one. The problem is that people go to church, they say, God, I love you, and then they drop it like a bad diet. They say, God, yeah, man, I know you, and you've done this, and then things get tough. You get a little craving for sugar. Sugar? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah? You guys know what I'm talking about? Should I describe it? Right? You get a little craving for sugar, or you get a little, you get a little hunger pangs, you know, your stomach starts hurting. And you start thinking, oh, this is hard. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, maybe that, ooh, maybe that other diet will get me my results, the ones that I really want. And then trust me, trust, really, seriously, every single time. You can't run away from you. You can't, you can't. There's one model, and that model is still Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he's the only way, and I should stop there. The truth and life. Life in abundance. According to John 10.10. 10, would you just pause for a second? It hit me like a ton of bricks right now. The world is so desperate for sincerity. They want sincerity. But they don't want truth. Everybody wants a sincere. Oh, he's so sincere. You know you could be really sincere about a lie? You just don't know it. A lot of people are really sincere about their dumb behaviors hey i'm just like that i'm just you know i'm just sincere no you're wrong and you're sincere about it you can be so sincere about the wrong or the honestly you can't have sincerity that's a wonderful thing but are you truthful is there truth in your life jesus christ says i'm the only way the truth and the life that key word truth is one that really hates People really hate a lot about it. See, we all want to talk about changing humanity, but we don't want to change our lives. Let's change humanity. Let's change the world. Can you change your life? Can you change your household? Can you change the way you respond when you don't like what your wife says? Man, what your, what your friend is doing. Can you really change the way you respond to the way they live? The question is not can you change humanity. Can you change the human that is right in the mirror, right in front of you? And that is the only way we can really affect And impact humanity. Why do I tell you this? Because Jesus didn't preach with a microphone. And I have one in my hand. Just because I don't want to run out of. uh. But Jesus preached one by one to his disciples. You know when he left, his church size was 12? No, 11. The church size of Jesus when he died. Listen, it wasn't 10,000, 24,000, 50,000. It was not that. When he went to the cross, his church size was 11 discouraged, broken-hearted young men. Some had pain, some had sorrow, some had sacrificed everything. But you know what they had? The right model. You know what they had? The right model. This is how they knew they needed Matthias in the team. This is how they knew, wait, it's 11 of us. We need one more to complete the team. Why? Because Jesus had set a model for them to follow. They knew immediately how to live after the fact. They had denied their faith. Christ comes, appears again. For 40 days, he remains with them. Please listen. They knew how to live the rest of their lives. They knew how to die. Do you know how to die? We want to know how to live. But do you know how to die right? Man, I'm telling you, so many people die wrong. I've been to many hospitals, visited many beds. People are desperate to not die because they're dying wrong. They know that the lives that they lived have not been The right model. We're so concerned about being successful instead of being concerned about being significant. Can you leave significance in people's lives? Not just be a legend, but be a legacy. Something that transcends, that goes beyond, that keeps going and going and going. Like the Energizer Bunny. Can you really say, God, today I want the right model. Because if I don't have your model, then I know what the wrong model looks like. And can I... For the fear of sounding too harsh, I won't say it, I'll give you a different version of it, but it's straight up demonic. See, what Satan does is this, and this is where I might lose some of you, I'm okay with that. I read last week, preach in such a way that your church stays small. I was like, oh, Lord. let's do it. <laughs> it's satanic. See, Satan doesn't want to scare you and spoof you and, and you know so you can get away and run away. Oh my God, it's satanic. What he does is he gets the right model, he twists it, and he really just says, hey, this is the right model. Did God really say don't take from you? Did God really say that? Because I say, you look at the fruit. It's so nice. It tastes good. He gave it to you. It's there. It comes from the ground, bro. The same thing that the snake said to him. Same thing, bro. Same thing. Just take the right thing and do it a little bit different. The world loves this because then it justifies all of our behaviors. Now, I know, I'm not talking about, look, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about models. What is your model? What is your model? What is your model? Who do you follow? Ah, No one. No one. No, 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 please. That behavior is straight. From the beginning, his name was Lucifer. And he said, I'm done following your model. I want my own model. You see, Jesus, I know you're in heaven with the Father and the Spirit of God. I know you designed, you designed the way we are to do things, the way we are to praise, the way we are to live, the way we are to shine. And you know what? I think I have my own light. I don't want your light. My name is Lucifer. You see, Lucifer has his own mojo. I don't need your MO. I got my own style. So God, thank you very much, but no thank you. And so this is literally the demonic attitude that permeates even the church. I told you I was going to lose a few of you. That's okay with that. Because sometimes the church will sell you the wrong thing. And when you buy it and you think this is the right thing and you start not seeing the results that you want, you rank out really quick. Because you're not really told the truth. The truth is simple. Christ is enough. And everything else is a blessing. You know, give God a shout of praise. The truth is... That we're after, after comfort. And God is not interested in your comfort. He's interested in you. Let me repeat that. He's not interested in your comfort. He's more interested in you. See, I thought I would get married to be satisfied. Guy got married and God said, no, I want you to get married to be sanctified. I said, oh, crap, really? That doesn't feel right. See, because now I got to step it up. I got to live a life apart. I can't just mess around. I can't fool around. It's called sanctification. I have to be focused. I have to drive somewhere. I have to be able to be a priest in my own home. That's called sanctification. Not satisfaction. Dear beloved believers. And I say in quotes because some of you believe your own truths. The belief, according to the scripture, is very simple but it's not easy. It's simple. It's there. It's it's always there. But it's not easy to swallow at times because it's the truth. And the truth hurts. And the truth is this. You don't have the right model because you don't have the right results. If you had the right model, you would have the right results. Now, I know some of you want to stand up and say, well, what about your model? Let me tell you about my model. Thank you for asking. The model is very simple. And any time I follow that model, I get success in that. I get blessed in that. And every time I deviate from that model, I pay the consequences. Just as you do, just as anyone else in this world. The Bible says this, this is Paul said something, sounds so incredibly, dude, prideful. He says, follow me. He's telling people, follow me. And you're thinking, whoa, okay, you sound like a rap artist. Say my name, say me. Like really, dude, like you sound really, really pompous right now. And then he says, as I follow Christ. He just told you, I became a model because I follow the right model. We don't want to be models because that's called accountability. When you say, God, used me in someone's life, now you're being held accountable. See, I understand that you have leadership, and you have incredible leadership in your life. You may say, oh, you don't know me. I know I don't, but I know who made you, and he doesn't make any junk. God made you to be a leader, and a leader of leaders, one who forms other people. You're thinking, man, how do you know that? Because I know the God who created you, created you for an incredible purpose, and that purpose has always been the same always will be the same, that he would get glory. For the glory of God, you were created. And you say, well, hold on a second. Did you know that the glory of God is one of the most beautiful, incredible things you can live for? God gets no glory from your sadness. God gets no glory from your broken marriage. God gets no glory from you being broke. God gets no glory when you in your life are oppressed, depressed. God gets no glory from a man who's a shadow of what he's supposed to be. But what he does get glory from is when his creation draws attention. Let me tell you how. I like to work with my hands. And I'm trying to teach my five-year-old to have pride in the things that he does. Not pride like, I'm better than you. Pride in the fact that he did it and because he did it is awesome. And that he did the best he could. And that if he didn't do it the best he could, he should go back and do it again. I told you a story a while ago. This guy had a car, beautiful car, a T1 model. If you know anything about cars, you know what I'm talking about. Beautiful car, thin tires, big tires. First model really to be driven commercially in the streets. This guy was driving down the road and his car just breaks down. He gets so angry. This young man bought his car. He studied the car. He researched the car. He said, I don't understand. It's brand new. So he gets so angry, and he starts, you know, trying to fix it. And, of course, it's a late in the evening, and it starts even getting a little bit rainy. He starts getting wet, gets angry, gets oil all over his hands. An hour goes by, and a little car pulls up behind him, another T1 model. An old man gets off and says, young man, can I help you? <laughs> can I help you with your car? No, no, sir, thank you. You, you may go back to your car. It's okay. It's, it's cold. It's rainy. I got this. It's my car older man says are you sure young man he said yeah yeah thank you very much i got this man piece of junk boom old man simply goes back to his car and curiously just waits now listen this man gets angry at the car even more starts getting cut up in his hands starts getting more mad. starts banging it up gets angry gets inside the car Is about to give up and the old man comes back and he's like what the does this man want by the way you could put what in the world does this man want? Because that's what the guy said. And the old man says, young man, may I please help you? The man wanted to scream at him and say, get out of here. But he was desperate. He had nothing else. He said, fine, go ahead and just do whatever you need to do. Old man says, okay. Goes to the hood. Starts looking around it. Starts moving a couple of things here. No more than two minutes go by. He says, start it up. Start it up. And he turns right back on. What in the world? The guy is so impressed. He's so, what happened? He gets out of the car. He's like, hey, man, what did you do? I've been hours here trying to fix this piece of junk. What did you do? What did you do? And he said, it's not what I did. It's who I am. My name is Henry Ford, and I made this car. And when the guy shakes his head, he's like, oh. Let me tell you the story behind the story. Why did Henry Ford stop along the way? Because it brings no honor to Henry Ford to see one of his creations broken down in the side of the road. Because Henry Ford cannot stand to see that which he poured his life into to see it messed up on the side of the road like any other piece of junk. You see, God gets no glory when your life is not done right. But when your life is done right, then God gets glory. When your marriage is right, when your fatherhood is right, when your finances are fine, when your heart is right, then God can get some glory. The problem is... That we think that God is trying to mess with us. He's trying to get on our way. Oh, it's my life. I got this. Man, this is, this is how I know how to do it. See, because I got all these other models that have done it sort of right. Can I tell you, please, there's one model. His name is still Jesus Christ. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. How can I say this to you? The other day I was, I was praying about, you know, about the church. I'm praying of the direction of the church, where we're going. I believe that within two years, this building would have been sold. We would have a much larger building, much more beautiful. People have come from throughout. And I had this crazy fear inside of me. Not a fear of not growing. Not fear of not having finances. Not fear. But the fear that the model wouldn't be set properly. That we can grow into a large ministry, which I know we're destined to do. We, haven't even, we don't even have business cards, bro. We don't fit, but we don't even have business cards. We're not that together yet. We still are in the process of growing. This is a machine, you guys. The problem is that if we get the model wrong, we'll just have one big South Omani shoe factory. I don't want that. I want a franchise of Jesus Christ in our lives, that when people go in and say, "Hmm, it smells like Jesus." <laughs> Can I have a number? One? Yeah, it tastes the same as it did on the first century. Does that make sense? Oh, wait, that's called discipleship. Oh, it hurts, but I know I'm supposed to do this. See, because when Jesus walked on this earth, he didn't give God a shout of praise. When Jesus walked on this earth, when Jesus walked on this earth, he wasn't just trying to go around and be sincere with people. He was telling them the truth. He's like, oh, you know, I'm really sincere. No, you did not you didn't even have to try to be sincere. The truth is truth. As a matter of fact, I love, absolutely love the way Jesus taught the truth. Because he didn't only teach it, he modeled it. Let me show you these verses and then we're going to close. It says here in verse 32 of Hebrews 11. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets... Who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Now that's a model. When I look at these names, I think that is a model. I'm asking you this question. Who of our current day models, and you could think of Fiddy, whoever you want to think of. No, for real, because those are the models that our culture truly follows. If you're really right-winged, I could say a few political names. If you're really left-winged, I could say a, little, a few political names as well. If it's music, I could tell you a few. If it's sports, I could tell you a few. I mean, let's not go to TV. Let's just go around your neighborhood. Who was a model for you growing up? Who do you admire? Who is the person that you'd say, that person really helped me shape my life? Maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's a book that you read. I know a guy whose life got completely screwed up by reading one book just jacked up the guy lives in fear the guy lives in like conspiracy gospel galore conspiracy is that how you say it? conspiracy theories yeah conspiracy theory galore like this guy didn't leave his house for two years and he didn't drink the water because he thought the government was trying to make him dumb through chlor- through fluoride now you guys are thinking is that true no i don't know if it is by the way but i drink the water i don't think i'm not dumb maybe that's the problem but I'm going to ask you guys, this guy from one book, he was so impacted that his entire life, Now I know you don't do this, but some people do. You know, they go online, and they scroll, and they look, and that, perf- that profile, and look at that picture, oh, my gosh, look at that girl, look at this girl. And they're so influenced by things that may not even be real. They're like shots of an angle with, a, with like a filter. They look so happy. Everyone can look happy for like a millisecond. Smile. Everybody smile. Please smile. Please smile. I should just take a picture right now. Then we post it. Oh, the happiest church in the world. And then this. And then you go back to what? Normality. Is it true or not? The other day when he said don't take the picture from down here. Girls don't like it. Take a picture from up here. I'm like yeah. Why do girls always take pictures from up here? There's so many answers. Dude. You are so influenced by the fakeness, and I know you don't want to hear that, but it's so true. The ex-girlfriend, oh, she looks so happy, but you don't see the guy beating her. Can I tell you the truth? Man, oh, man, they seem like they're really well off. Look at the new car, but you don't see the... Payment they can barely make with the insurance they have to borrow money for. And they're probably not paying because the tax are expired. And they don't see the tax. All you see is a shiny part of the car that they got to finally clean so they could take the picture. Can I tell you, we do that so often. What influences your behaviors? What influences your life? What tells you how to live? How to think about abortion? What tells you who to think about abortion? I know some guy that came to this church or still comes to the church. I don't know. I haven't seen him lately. But when he does, I'm going to confront him about it. This cat thinks that abortion somehow is right. Who advocates for the rights of women? This is not about that. What does the word of God say about what you're thinking about? It's simple truths that we fail to see because we've been informed by wrong models. Now, I'm not telling you there's different models out there. There's one model out there. By the way, you came into church. What did you expect? This is a church. And it is a house of God. So we're going to preach the truths of God. The problem is is that we love to think that there still might be an option outside of Jesus. And the problem with that kind of relationship you have with God, it's called unfaithfulness. I prayed a lot about this. And I don't know if God would speak to you as he did in me. In this simple truth. That the way I deal with God, sometimes is so hoary it's so wrong it's it's it really is almost like living a life of prostitution and expect a covenant relationship and enjoy the home that you get from a real commitment you see we are not truly sometimes I'd say we're not there yet I know we make mistakes we fall but one thing is falling another thing is rebellion One thing is, you know, I fell, God, and God will pick you up every time because he's that amazing. As a matter of fact, he will lift you up from the pit of hell if it's necessary. But rebellion, he can't touch. I'm going to ask Georgie to help me out up here. But rebellion, it's something that you decide to accept over the truth of God. You don't decide if God exists. You don't decide if he's real. You could think you do. But at the end of the road, if you get it wrong, you have a 50-50% chance to go to hell for all eternity. You want to take that bet? I'd rather play Russian roulette. That's six to one odds. It's like putting three bullets in a gun of six. Rolling it and saying, I'll bet my life on this. See, you think you get to decide these kind of things. But the truth is... Before you were here, it's been here. And it will be here after you, I promise. The question I'm asking you is not whether God exists or not. The question I'm asking you is, are you in a real relationship with the only one that really desperately you need? Are you in a real relationship? Or do you take him and then leave aside what you don't like? It's like me telling my wife, I like you Monday through Friday. Just don't come on the weekends and you know what? I like you just whenever that time of the month comes. I'm not your husband. Because I don't like the way you behave that time. See, I'll take it when you're awesome and cool and kind. When you're struggling with something, I don't want to be around you. I've been sick like a couple, a week and a half ago. I got this like infectious, so don't come and say hi afterwards. Got on an antibiotics. Finally got the good stuff from Mexico. <laughs> Dude, these drugs are powerful, man. Listen, <laughs> I, you know I wasn't doing. I, my back was hurting. You get the cold, the shivers. What if my wife would have said, "You know what? I'll come back when you're healthy. I'm gonna take the kids." So we go, "Hey pastor, that sounds like a good idea." What would you say to that? Through sickness, through health, that sounds right. But we do that with God. God, I love you so much. Just don't tell me how to live my Fridays. Hey, God, I love you so much. I just don't think you're the right model to follow. I have other models that are better than you. It can give me more satisfaction. By the way, I want your salvation. I want your blood. Just not your words. I'll take the blood. Don't. I won't take the the words. See, a lot of people form these weird ideas. They think that a mother's womb is meant to be a tomb. Abortion, what do you think they get that from? Is that in the scripture? The last one I heard... Committed murders of that size was Herod. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying because this sounds like indoctrination. Of course it is, fool. Every one of us receive this. You receive it at school. You receive it at home, whether you like it or you receive it on your phone daily, your boss, your work. Who is your right model? Who are you choosing to follow after? The cool thing about this is that in the Bible verses that I just read to you, it then follows and says the truth. Hebrews 11:35, 38, women received back their dead by resurrection. And others were tortured, what? Not accepting their own release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mocking and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, not like heal, bro, like stoned to death by rocks. They were sawn in two. They were cut literally in half. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskin, in goatskin, meaning they had no clothes. They had to find a way to put clothes on themselves. Being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated. Men of whom the world was not worthy. Wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. It's amazing to me how we have right models and we choose always the wrong models. Right models like these that are not named. I guarantee you, you put something according to the right model on your timeline. With the right thought after Christ's mind and Christ's heart. get offended get mad by saying one simple truth like God loves children he loves them when they're covered on a blanket of skin and he loves them when that blanket is off man you'll get so much hate for it it's so crazy because the truth always to those in darkness the light shines so hard so wrong it's it sucks but the Bible talks about persecution and the, and the part of Christianity that we don't like to hear. And that is that you will need to pay a price for the right model. You see, when you buy the right model, it's never cheap. We sell Christianity at wholesale prices. We have it on clearance. It's okay. You could have it on half off. You don't have to fully commit. Hey, you know what? Only Fridays? Cool. Fridays is good. You mean you can't give your tithing? 5%? 5% it is. Hey, come on in. Whatever it takes. Woo. Can I be real with you? Man, we try to act like you will get the full spectrum of God's love and grace and glory by living a clear and sale Christianity. And so here it is. These people are the model. I'm not saying they were perfect. By the way, David was a a rapist. This just got real because I'll get to see him in heaven. I'm going to have to confront one day that man and he's going to confront me actually. He knows how to fight. He was a warrior. So I don't want to talk smack about the guy, but the truth is... He would watch pornography. He went on the top of the roof. He knew where Bathsheba was. Bathsheba, taking a bath. She knew to look at the pretty neighbor right there that was taking a shower. You know, she was the wife of one of his best men. His name was Uriah. And he took her for himself. Not only that, then he murdered Uriah. Sent him off to wires It's called third degree murder. He was the mind behind it. Not only that, after that he lied about it because he got the girl pregnant. And brought her home. Pretended to be so righteous, so kind towards the people and said I'll take care of my my general's wife I won't let her be alone and everybody thought what a great king what a mighty man you see David had so many skeletons in the closet however in Psalm 51 you see a man who was chasing after the wrong model and then all of a sudden completely repents turns his life completely around goes into mourning starts fasting repenting that child dies listen to this we don't like to hear those stories because we want to believe that my sin can be kept full and whole. And I can still have God. And you can't do that. You can't do that. It's either God or sin. You cannot have both. It won't work that way. Now you can fall and stumble. God will pick you up. But when you, can't, when you want it more than God. You have the wrong model. You've been sold the wrong Christianity. Man, this church is getting small really quick. You've been sold the wrong Christianity. People died. The Bible says that the world was not worthy of them. The world was not worthy of them. You know, when Naomi and I decided to do church and be the church and come in this ministry and full-time be here. You heard of that. She was seven months pregnant. Our gas got caught off. She had to shower with cold water. I was so indignant. I was so mad. I remember reading Hebrews 11. I think, man, that's nothing. This is nothing. Suffering? What kind of stuff? This is not suffering. Man, this is me simply saying, hey, here's, here's a little penny for the millions you purchased. The world was not worthy of these men. And yet for us, we think, ah, better models. I have a better model. My coworker, she seems happy. I'll follow her. And my friend, he seems really happy. I'll follow him. Can I ask you, please stop pretending like you have life. Life done right is life in Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to stand up with me for a second. We're going to pray. I want to say to you one of the coolest things I've ever read in my entire life. And I read the Bible from cover to cover. But this will knock your socks off if you catch it. It will change the way you think and the way you live. And all these having gained approval through their faith. By the way, approval of the king. Not approval of the world because you just heard they got beat his son in half he gained real approval not likes approval from God and all these having gained approval through their faith did not receive what was promised and I really hate that part honestly until I understand wait a minute these people paid everything and they didn't have what God promised them You know, verse used to make me so angry. How could that be? See, my dad died when he was 27 months old, 27 years old. He had three kids. I was two months old. My mom had to carry the load for three kids in Mexico City from a man of God who was coming from a prayer vigil. And he died on the road while coming back home. He was so tired, he literally ran off the road and he died. The five friends survived. He alone died, decapitated in the car. What do I tell you this? Was it fair? Why would this happen? See, his promise, I'm sure he thought, man, my kid, I'm telling you, I'm going to see my children grow up to be a man of God. I know he wanted to influence his family. I know he wanted to raise a priestly family. I've heard stories of my father, whom I've never met, say amazing things. I've heard, man, I'm tell- every person that knew my dad, they said, ooh, your dad was a real man of God. They called him a man after Psalms chapter 1. That's incredible. Read it later on, you'll see what I'm talking about. When I read that verse, I'm like, "What? this is wrong. Why wouldn't he receive the promise? And then, you can't stop there, it says, verse 40. Because God had provided something better for us. So that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. This is the story. Your promise is fulfilled in the next generation. You see, what my dad didn't get to see, that he gets to see from heaven from a way better perspective. He gets to see an HD, if you know what I'm talking about. He gets to see his son loving his wife, raising the next generation. His grandkids to be God-loving, God-fearing children. He gets to see his son witnessing. He gets to see the fruit of his life that he maybe didn't see in his lifetime. But he gets to see the fulfillment of the promise. Can I ask you? Do you live that way or do you live for self, for me, for now, for here? That's the problem. You don't live until eternity. You live until now and you think that's what you're going to get and that's all you'll have. Fool, that's all you'll have. It ends right here. You don't get it afterwards. You don't know when you go. I don't know when I go. That's ridiculous to live for this tiny little bit, understanding that it's an entire eternity that is literally waiting for you. Why would someone live for this When there's all of that, it is because they have the wrong models that say, YOLO, do it now. Whatever you can. Get some because you don't know what's going to happen. I know what happens next. It says in the word of God what happens next. This is what it says. Apart from you, their promise can't be fulfilled. Meaning you are legendary. You are legacy. You go beyond what your life is now. You must sow the right seeds so that the rest, the people coming after you, those people have names. You may not have them in your hands yet. I have two at least. I have 12 men around me that I've gotten a chance to influence towards the kingdom of God, not towards myself. They don't need to wear Adidas. They can wear whatever they want. As long as they wear the blood of Jesus in their lives. Let me ask you the question. Who are you living for? Who are you influencing? If you're in this ministry, if you're in this building today, you are meant to be a leader of leaders. I don't care how new you are, how much sin there is in your life. I don't care how stinky your hands are, filthy of sin. God has made you to be a leader of leaders. This is the day where you say, God, I need you as my model. Listen, this is not about church. Shut the mouth of lions. By faith, shut the mouth of that lion that wants to eat up the seed of God. This is not about religion. This is not about church. It's about the Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you. And you have used the excuse of other people's failures to not walk towards him. That is enough. Today that excuse must be broken. I'm going to ask you the simple question. Is he your model or is he not good enough to follow? And if he is good enough to follow, then let's begin now. And if he isn't, then at least be honest with you and tell God that. And when you say that everything else that follows you will know it happened because of that it's not his fault and it will never be his fault that is sincere truth close your eyes let's pray spirit of god i ask you right now that you convict every one of us myself included if we have followed after the wrong models if we have thought of ideas political inclinations emotional reactions The way we spend our finances, the way we spend our money, our day, our time, the things we laugh at, God, the things we enjoy, the things we ought to enjoy. God, I pray right now that if there's a man or a woman in this place that has recognized that they have been following the wrong model, I declare in the name of Jesus that those idols fall now. The sin of idolatry was as punished before as it is now. And I declare in the name of Jesus that idolatry falls in our lives. The idol of sexuality and sensuality that tells you that is where fulfillment is. And yet I know a God who created it. And I know a God who can provide it better than anyone else in the right time, in the right context, without shame, without brokenness, without fear. Trust me, it's there for you. Someone said to me, what about finances? What about money? I tell you this one simple truth. You will be a slave to money if you have the wrong model. Yet if God is you, and your, if God is your model, then finances will be your servants. You won't be mastered by money. You think that the love of money that you see out there is success. It isn't really. is the beginning of all evils. I'm going to ask you today, dear God, please change our lives some of you here really just need to start repenting I don't know how to do it for you I can't if I could I would but sorry to tell you this is not a Mormon church I cannot baptize myself for you the truth of the gospel is this God has no grandkids he only has children and it is a personal decision as one day Elijah and Josiah will need to decide for themselves to have faith in Jesus Christ and to choose him as their model you today need to do the same as I also had to at some point If you would just simply tell Jesus Christ, I want you to be the model of my life. God, I want my life to model after you, not after some person, not after some ideas, God, not after the thought of entertainment. God, I want true joy. I want significance, not just success. Dear God, change my life. God, would you please change my life? This is the day, God, where I break down the idols of my life. I feel right now that some idols are falling. I feel right now that you're breaking down idols. Some of you are in pain because you know you love that idol, because you know that idol brings you some sort of freedom and some sort of happiness, But the truth is, is is that you're a slave to the idol. I invite you to take two minutes and break down those idols. Maybe your idol was my idol, the idol of pride. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about. Pride where no one tells you what to do. The problem is that your consequences slap you in the face so hard and you try to blame other people for it. This is the time where you break your idols. Take some time now. Break down the asherah I declare in the name of Jesus. God gives you the courage to break down idols now. Behaviors, attitudes. Shut up, up. Spirit of God. Break down the idols now. The wrong models. For me, can I tell you? Hmm. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said. God wants to make you an influence in a world that desperately needs right models. But only in the capacity that you follow Jesus. Otherwise, you get the glory. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Then that verse makes sense and he will lift you up. If you're not glorifying God right now, ask him for forgiveness. You have been satanic in your faith. Meaning the same faith that Satan had on himself and thought he could do it without God. I invite you to say, God, I'm sorry. I want you to be my model. I want you to be the one that I follow God. Reset my mind. Reset my heart, God. Restore. Do a complete restore of my life. I want to think according to your ways, God. I want to I pray like you prayed Jesus, the will of the Father over my life. Dear God, break down all the thoughts, the negative ideals that came through years in this world that's against you. God, I pray right now, dear to reset our minds and reset our hearts. God, is putting in my heart to pray for a man right now. You try to fulfill your life through purchase. You buy things. You show them. You expect people to notice. I need to tell you this. The real purchase was made by Jesus. He paid for your life with his blood. With his life, he purchased your life at the cross of Calvary that won't bring you fulfillment, that things you're doing won't do it, Jesus alone will satisfy. You've been at war with your family. You get angry at people. There's so much joy and so much peace in the Lord. You hurt people because you're hurt. See, hurt people hurt people. In Christ, there's restoration. No matter how many selfies, how many pictures you take, Real freedom, and you know it, real joy is found in the real model, and that is Jesus Christ. I pray right now, God, that you restore the lives of the people in this place that have been deformed with the wrong models. You are still our supermodel, God. We want to be like you. Make us more like you. Change us, God. Renew us, restore us, reform us. Pray right now, would you just finish tonight by praying, God, form me according to your image. God, I want you, Lord. I want to do life according to you, Lord, to your word, to your ways. God, I I don't need anything else. I just need you, God. I know that everything else will be added on. God, I know everything else will come. But I, I want you, God. I want you to be my model. I want to live like you. I want to influence people the way you did. I want to be a servant leader, God. I want to lead out of service, not out of orders. God, I pray right now that you change my life, change my heart. If you want to give Jesus your entire life, not 50%, Not two days, you came at the right evening. I tell you what, God is with His arms nailed wide open at the cross, waiting for you. If you would simply come to Him and accept Him as your Lord, the Master, the one who decides, you decide to stop rebelling, I believe God will forgive you. And the reason I believe that is because His grace is poured on me. Because the Word says that though your sins may be red as scarlet, Oh, man, his blood can cleanse you and make you white as snow. It says there that he will take your sin. He'll throw it in the depths of the sea to never, ever go fishing for them ever again. No one, no one could ever find them. No one could ever research them. They could never be brought back. God says, I will blot them out of your life. It's a new opportunity tonight. If you want to give Jesus your life, I'm going to invite you to pray a beautiful and simple prayer that becomes yours, sincerely yours. The truth is him. And if you want to accept it, would you just simply tell him, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Change me, God. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. I accept your love in my life. Help me to walk in it. Teach me, God. Forgive me for my rebellion. Forgive me for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Instead of me, you went to the cross. Instead of me, it should have been me, God. Thank you, Jesus. If you do nothing else, you've done enough. I love you because you love me first. I want to walk with you and I want to work with you the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for resurrecting and giving me the power of eternity. In your name I pray. Amen. Give God a round of applause.